This is Lena Cardoso with questions from Ayava. Each episode, we hold space for women to share their stories and perspectives with the goal of promoting intergenerational dialogue. In this episode, I talk with Dawn, who, funny enough, is my high school cross-country coach's mom. This conversation with Dawn is part of a series I'm working on, specifically talking to women about their relationship to their bodies and fitness or their sport as they age. As someone who loves to stay active but has dealt with injuries, this is something that I thought would be interesting to explore. We talk about Dawn's 40-plus year relationship with running, what running has looked like at different points in her life, how she manages running through arthritis and scoliosis, and her favorite running accomplishments. Dawn shares some great advice around how to stay motivated and energized while also listening to your body. Okay, let's meet Dawn. So I like to start with a couple intros. Um, If you could tell me your name, where you're from, the year you were born, and then a couple fun facts about yourself. My name is Dawn McLennan. Um, I originally was born in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, but part of the fun facts um, is I was raised in the valley of uh, St. John Valley in northern Maine, which uh, is an area that uh, was occupied by the Acadians who fled Nova Scotia in the late 1700s. Um, so all my compatriots when I was growing up all were primarily French speakers, though they had to learn English to go to school. And one of the fun facts is that I have wished that I really had picked up the French at the time, and so I'm always doing um, different um, things to learn French. I have a French TV channel. I listen to French every morning and go on a walk. Pimsleur French. That's one fun fact. A second fun fact is, though I am horribly, deathly afraid of heights, I have climbed Mount Katahdin. because I grew up in Maine and did it when I went to scout camp. Um, and that's the start of the Appalachian Trail. And the third fun fact I thought about is every time I go for a run, I keep track of the miles and I always put a dollar in a jar after I'm done my run so that down the road, um, somebody calls me and they need a little help with something or um, I can put a bunch of them in the collection plate. But it's for charity purposes or helping someone else out purposes. And I got that from thinking that um, some sponsored races that I've run have um, uh, a secondary purpose uh, to uh, provide help to various charities. So I figured that was a great cause just in general. That's super cool. Um, When did you start doing that? Probably maybe about 10 years ago. Wow. I think you're going to make me want to do that. I love that idea. Um, it, 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 I've rarely had to rate it for emergency money. Let's put it that <laughs> way. Yeah, it's one of those things just a little bit adds up. Yes, it does. That's great. Okay, so we're here today to talk about running. Um, if you could tell me when and how you got into running, that would be a great start. It was kind of a sideline thing. Um, I got uh, out of high school when I was 16. Um, I started early in school and I put the last two years in one as my dad was um, transferring back to Canada and and I was concerned about um, being able at the time to maybe speak French. Um, But uh, so I graduated with the class ahead of me and then I ran off and 
gulped down life, as my mom used to say, and married my high school boyfriend. And I was 17 then, so I had my kids at 18, 20, and 22. And we were in uh, at Andrews Air Force Base because my husband was in the Air Force at the time. And I was a couple months postpartum, and I thought, you know, I really need to do something for one for myself, but two, uh, to physically get back into shape after having a baby. Um, I wasn't in horrible shape at the time, but I just felt like I needed to be probably more empowered. And the gal that babysat my kids when I went to work um, happened to be a former runner, and she suggested that we should uh, start by walking around the base golf course and running a little bit and then walking a little bit. She had recently had a baby too. And uh, then it just turned into a love of running. We weren't there that much longer, and I just took it with me. Um, I think more for the mental gain after that, the space where you have your own time, nobody's bothering you. And did you take to it right away? Was it something that you immediately liked, or did you have to build up to that? I think it was good that I started with somebody because it. I think think the social aspect of, you know, we were both, I'm sure, sharing childhood kids' stories and, and where we were at um, um, was what kind of hooked me at the beginning. Um, but uh, eventually, as I started to run a little bit longer and more on my own, um, I really enjoyed it. That's good. I have a theory that um, when you're running with someone, it's easier to have deep conversations because you're not looking at each other I don't know if that's why but I feel like some ah. of my yeah some of my best talks with people are on these long runs and uh -huh. sometimes we're strangers when we start and by the end we're good friends and I think there's something about I don't know like swapping secrets while you're not oh, looking yeah, at each other maybe yeah I do know on my um uh, there's only one time a week now that I ever run with anybody, and, and it's a couple of gals that are a little bit older than me, and we usually run a very hilly course. We vary it, um, but I always know at the end that, wow, you know, if I had done that on my own, those hills would have been a lot harder because we're talking while we're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so you've been running since your early 20s. Yeah. Um, up until how, how old are you? I'm 65. Okay. So I've been I've been running for 43 years. Wow. <laughs> um, so I've been running for more of my life than I haven't been running. Oh, that's a fun way to look at it. Yeah, I like that. Um, so thinking about that in in all those years that you've been running, has it looked different at different points in your life, or has it meant different things to you at different points in your life? Oh, definitely, because past the like endorphin phase, once you get kind of into a uh, uh, longish run, which I kind of really always liked. And, and um, the I have uh, solved work problems in my head, uh, uh, sorted through all sorts of things. Uh, I went through divorce, um, I've moved a couple of times. Um, it basically always was a place in time where I could um, not be distracted by other people and other things and get a little bit better in touch sometimes with motivations for doing certain things. Um, and I'm going to say that as I've gotten older, the, the, um, 
I think I took for granted a lot of the e- the physical ease of just doing it. And now there's times where, for instance, I sign up for this half marathon and I think, I hope my body holds together to get through this without, you know, tweaking something, um, as opposed to, oh, wow, that, you know, that's going to be another nice accomplishment or something. Um, I can very much relate to working through things while running. I think that's what really made it stick with me um, is it was like the way I processed everything. I work out problems. I get all my best ideas when I'm running. Um, like all my aha moments happen then. I actually, in some respects, I was trying to explain it to someone one day. Um, like sometimes you have uh, something you're trying to figure out in your life and you go to sleep and you wake up the next morning and you, while you've been dreaming it kind of got sorted out um but i think i've had a lot of those moments similarly on a run especially a longer run um and you mentioned just getting older and running feeling more physically demanding on your body can you speak a little bit more to that well when i started running i like i said i was just trying to get into shape after having a baby and um i was very unaware until probably my 40s that I was born with uh, um, scoliosis so I have a um, kind of a reverse C so so um, the left side of my body I'm kind of tilted a bit to the left Uh, um, and when you add up all the mileage over time that did kind of impact a lot on um, uh, the biggest thing was headaches so after I'd been running maybe 10, 15 years, every once in a while I would get, especially after a run, especially in the summertime, uh, maybe I was a little bit more dehydrated or something, I would get this horrible migraine with visual um, aura symptoms, but only it would start as a wavy line on my left eye. And then my, and of course that would generate anxiety. (laughs) I would kind of almost be pretty freaked about it. So my hands would go numb and it got to the point that there were one or two times at work um, where it was really, I got the tunnel vision stuff and that was scary as all get out. And I couldn't figure out what it was, but around the same time I had been going to a chiropractor. I got into a groove where about once a month was what I needed for adjustments. He said, you know, I can't help, help your, um, uh, muscles. You should get a regular massage too. And so I can honestly say for the last about 20 years, I get a medical grade massage every two weeks and they rarely have to do anything with my legs, but, um, they, my upper back, um, my joints, um, my glutes, that kind of thing. And, um, I get a chiropractic adjustment every four weeks after the massage, this, you know, and, um, that seems to keep me on track. And when I just, I realized that the headaches were coming because I, the, um, I was pinching off the blood supply to, to the vessels to the left side of my head because of like a run or leaning like that. And I haven't had a migraine in years. Wow. So, um, you know, that, that in itself is pretty good. So, um, I look at people structurally, my best running buddy, uh, it's never been injured. She's been a skater or a runner. She's um, uh, got a 
straight arrow, really, she's taken really good care of herself, but I think that she was structurally put together a little bit better than, than, than I was, I can say that. So I'm aware that I have to compensate for that. And then, um, with age, um, at least in, in my family comes arthritis and I have a fair amount of arthritis in my mm, lumbar sacral area. Um, and those are the, those are the biggest things. I've only been injured running once, and that was, which is really ironic, when I lived in central New York, I used to run around this um, lake at this nature center. It was about a three-mile loop, and I thought, well, I'm getting a little bit older. I might have actually only been in my mid-30s at the time, <laughs> and I'd been running on the roads a lot, and um, I decided, well, maybe I should run a little bit more on the trails. So I went out on this lovely fall day to run around the lake and the leaves had just fallen from the trees and I was about a mile into my run and I hooked a root underneath the leaves, ripped most of the ligaments in my, not right, but left ankle. Uh, and and uh, being an inpatient person, I did do the rehab and the cold water boot and the physio, but that was in early September and then the Thanksgiving turkey trot race was coming. <laughs> and so, so but that resist. was, yes. And so that was the only um, running injury I really ever had. So despite the fact that I, I say, oh, the scoliosis and the arthritis are a pain. I am extremely grateful to have good knees. Yes, that's that's a big tough one. And so you've been able to manage running with just everything you said, and any pain that you have is worth it, essentially. Um, or and I usually don't have pain when I run. Okay. Um, um, ice and um, and heat have been my friend um, through the last. 40 something years. <laughs> I rarely like take Motrin or anything. Oh, interesting. Um, um, most of the time it's just, I have a heating pad that I put on the sofa in the evening. Sometime I do stretches and I have discovered this. There's this woman who's a yoga instructor. She looks to be about my age, maybe a little bit older. She hasn't run in a while. And there's actually these series of CDs and my best running buddy and myself I found them online I can't remember when but about five or six years ago and it, it is literally <laughs> yoga for old runners <laughs> and and so that is helpful though we got both the first and second tape neither one of I mean um, uh, CD neither one of us has managed to wrap our bodies in positions that occur on the second <laughs> CD at all <laughs> you know we're just great do your best it. Yeah, yes, that's through the first one. Yeah, doing it at all is great, right? Yeah. And so that that's a good uh, um, cross train. And I got to where I was doing a lot more cross training. wasn't running as many days in a row because then I would have a lingering, mostly lower back pain from the the arthritis stuff. And I have a a big uh, cold pack that is in the in the refrigerator in the break room at work so if I do get a chance to sit down at lunchtime I'll pop that behind my back while I'm doing my uh, patient charting um, and um, and hot water Epsom salts are my friend uh, and and my water heater went out in my apartment a few years ago and the maintenance man replaced it and I don't know what he did but he said it so that I can get up in the morning, put a little bubble bath or Epsom salts in the tub, run the water, make my coffee, go out for a run. So here we are. Say I do an hour run, a 40-minute 
French walk. Usually I walk first because I'm so stiff when I get up. It's sometimes hard to tie my shoes. And then I get in the tub to soak before I shower for work. And the water is still like steaming. And I'm like, <laughs> I've never seen this guy, you know, moved on to other things. But, but boy, he didn't know the littering legacy he left to me. <laughs> for your morning routine. routine Very right, important. Right. Yeah. Um, that's great. Um, so you talked a little bit about what running's looked like for you over the years. I'm wondering if you could talk a bit about your current relationship to running. You mentioned your morning routine just mm-hmm. now. Um, and I know you mentioned briefly your challenge and that's something yeah, we talked so about. Yeah, it so really, it really shifted. I thought I was kind of booking along, doing okay. I'd uh, uh, go for a swim at the Y a couple of times a week. And I'd run. Well, I would say I, would say I was running pre-COVID. I was probably running four days a week. Now, when you get into the winter, I was running with a headlamp and a waist lamp and stuff. The weather was often really crappy, but I would get out there. I just wouldn't, I maybe do four miles or something. I'd say I might have been doing somewhere around 20 miles a week. And then COVID hit. And oh, my, I'm not a real computer person. I have a GPS watch that I use to, um, track my mileage and sometimes I look at the time um, but I don't catalog it anywhere but my best buddy and her husband go to cash and carry every year and they get this big roll up calendar for the year and so the months on the calendar are geez about nine inches square oh, yeah okay. yeah I tack it to the back of my um, closet door I've done this for now probably 10 years and there's also a hanging, um, like it's almost like a, sh- uh, a shoe thing, but it's got individual hooks. And I put hats and medals on around on the top up there. So every day when I wake up, there has to be something that goes in the square for that day on there. Even if it is uh, post-call and I've just done my 40-minute walk to learn French because it's, you know, I'm, it's not the best day or something. But at the end of the year, I started for a couple of years I would first note how many halves or full marathons I did and then and then um, note how many mile, miles I did per month and the summer months because the days are longer and the weather is greater I would often be doing usually July and August were my my um, my best months well it turns out that last year COVID wise I can tell you that when I totaled up my mileage for this last year, that my most um, most uh, heavily traveled months and running-wise were the last quarter of the year. And that was right after I discovered this idea that though there were no in-person races, that I could hook on to these virtual challenges. And that really would make me because I wouldn't want to get too far behind how many miles I had set as an average for the day. Cause I was doggone, uh, uh, I was going to do each challenge, finish at least a couple days before the end of the challenge and each time make my average mileage per day, even if it was just a 10th of a mile more, a little bit more. So, um, so there were some pretty miserable winter <laughs> days in no- November was actually my heaviest running month. But then again, I was really riding the exercise bike and I was out there way more days than I thought I would ever be out there for. So I actually surprised myself that 
my body probably could run every day for a while. And it's run some uh, 10s and 11s and, and 8s, like like 10s, 11, 8, 5 or something for four, like four days of that. And, and I'm like, hmm, okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And so the challenges, do you have a favorite one? I think you mentioned before there are the different locations and you can kind of picture yourself on a trail somewhere in a different country yes. or. So the first one I did was, um, and how this started was my oldest daughter, um, when COVID hit, uh, she decided that, uh, she would use a lot of her spare time to get out and start moving because she just couldn't seem to get motivated to get into anything and she likes to walk so she got in with this one company and uh, started doing these uh, challenges and she would walk them and she kept talking to me about them and um, I thought hmm maybe I can like run one I just went online to Facebook and found a different company than hers I thought in fact it was her company but it wasn't and my best running buddy and her husband had done the um, uh, about half of the El Camino in Spain the pilgrimage as a walk when the year they retired a few years back and I remember thinking, well, that would be a nice thing to do at some point. And here this pops up as a challenge, 400 and some odd miles. And so I signed up for that. And it was really cool because they gave me their guidebook. So besides getting these little email postcards of where you're at at the time and being able to GPS yourself in once you log your mileage, um, I was actually reading more about these little towns that I was kind of Very running cool. through. And at the very end, when I got my medal, my uh, um, running buddy said, oh, by the way, we had an extra pin that we got in Spain. You should just pop that on your medal. And so that, that made me feel like, wow, uh, that was kind of cool. Because I would say, after reading the guidebook and, and running a certain piece, sometimes we would always get together after our runs on Saturdays. Um, but this time it was more like we'd be running. But... Um, from the park we wouldn't go have coffee or anything because of the covid thing but anyway she she it would bring back memories for um her um, about what they had done when they were in a certain place so she really liked that so it was a, a really cool thing and so then when i looked for a second challenge um when when we were kids my dad's family's from Nova Scotia. We used to um, go from northern Maine, drive two days to Nova Scotia, pick up my grandfather, who at the time was in his 80s, at my cousin's, and um, we'd go out to the Cabot Trail on the outer side of Cape Breton Island in, in, and stay at this little cabin in Inganish. And there was the Cabot Trail! So I was like, okay, that's my next challenge. And that was really cool because there were some things like we would go, um, we would get there, we would go jump into the ocean and then there was a little pathway and then you could go swim in the lake. And I always thought that was an interesting way that was set up. Well, they explained the whole thing and I sent that off to my brothers. So that was the second one. And then after that, I wasn't as, uh, 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 I just finished uh, last week something called St. Francis Way, which is Florence to Rome. It was 300 and something miles. But I am going to uh, start uh, probably next week or the week after. Um, there's a lot more really long ones, you know, like you could go Route 66 across the United States oh, wow. or stuff like that. I'm going to do the um, Appalachian Trail. So, oh, okay. yeah, and that's going to 
I, I figured out I'm up now to roughly the last challenge I did, I, I said it was at 4.4 miles a day average. Now, considering I don't run every single day, that meant that every time I ran, it was like a bank account. You know, I'm putting money <laughs> in the bank. The first 4.4 miles don't count at all. But if I do 8.8 or if I do 9, then, you know, if I don't run tomorrow or something, I'm, I don't care because I don't want to be behind because it tells you, you are only, it sends you little motivational things. You are only 0.7 miles behind. Kick it up, girl, or, you know, this kind of thing. And, and so I'm now at... I think the Appalachian Trail, I'll, I'll set it at um, four and a half miles. Okay. So that will take, but I'll be retired from, from a lot of that. So that won't have to worry about these early morning runs. I figured I could get, besides my French walk, could get in roughly at the slow speed that I go, uh, five and a half miles and still get the soak in the tub and the shower and off to work. And so um, it's going to take me about 62 weeks to get down the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> Wow. But yes, I'm so glad for that. Yeah. I really like the idea that you can learn about a place and see where you'd be if you were at that point. Yeah, yeah it's, it's more than just the run. It's like yeah. the history with yeah. it. Yeah. It's but cool. as of today, I have signed up for my first in-person half. Uh, Very exciting. And, and that will be Victoria in um, October. Okay. And uh, that has great significance because when I turned 40... I decided I'd been running for, uh, you know, something to celebrate turning 40. I decided I should run the full meal deal in the country of my birth. So, <laughs> so I trained all summer and at my, you know, 11, sometimes almost 12 mile a minute speed, I would be out on a Saturday morning training run to do 20 miles. I was out there four, four and a half hours sometimes, you know. Thank God for good suspense novels and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, for audiobooks. <laughs> yes, audiobooks, yes. But um, uh, that was great. I did, I did that one. And so that has a special place in my heart. That was back in, geez, I, have to, I can't even think of it. I think it was around 2008. 2008 or something like that. So what I found with the full marathons that um, I can honestly say that 22 miles is about the most my body could ever do without stopping. Um, and then my upper thighs would be so knotted up that I would have to walk run the remaining. But, um, but I still think that that wasn't horrible considering I didn't start doing it until I was almost 40. So you talked a little bit about the challenges and some of your motivation, but something I wanted to ask you specifically, um, and it may be something you've already said, um, but why do you run and what really keeps you motivated to keep going? I think I, I started to think about this. Uh, one of the reasons I run, I think maybe because when I started to do it, there weren't that many other people that I knew that were doing it. Um, um, and it's just part of, it became part of my identity. And, and then I also got a lot more confidence, uh, just as a person. I think you, you're, you're a lot of times when you're out there and you're, you have to confront things in your mind as you're out running and stuff. Um, I just, I just 
really liked it from that standpoint and and um, now it's like I wonder how many years I can still do it my buddies are older runners that that kind of motivates me and the other thing is I'm a healthcare provider and I would like to be around a long time for my family and my own <laughs> my sweetheart and my own you know I, I want to take as good care of my body as I can that and and motivationally is I I think it used to be primarily that, but then it has come to also encompass that um, even when I go on my walk before my run in the morning, I feel better when I wake up after moving, and that's the arthritis thing. And I, I would just rust out if I sat around. <laughs> um, similar to that question, what do you tell yourself on days when you don't want to run? I think that happens to all of us, even people who like well, to run, but... I think one of the things that I tell myself is that it's always worse, except for that beautiful day and you're just really charged up. It's always first the, it's always worse the first mile. If you can get out the door and you can get into the first mile, and then some days it's like I just need some really good Spotify tunes that I, <laughs> you know, um, that kind of thing. Or I mean, oh, I also do. Uh, the audible books thing where I will not listen to the audible book story if I'm not running. So, you know, you got to know um, somebody's at the edge of a cliff here and <laughs> I can't leave them there. And so motivationally, I need to know what's going to happen. But the only way I'm going to let myself know what's going to go if, if I lace up those sneakers and get out the door. That's a good tactic I, that got to have some suspense novels on audiobook. Yeah. Um, okay. I just have a couple wrap-up questions. This this first one's along a similar vein to the last two. Um, but do you have any running mantras? It's funny when you... That's the one I, I, I just had to really think about. And when I started running years ago, um, I... Uh, Helen Reddy was kind of big. And I remember her song, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar, type <laughs> of thing. Um, uh, you know... It, that I don't think I've ever like ran a phrase over in my head, but I know that that was kind of the thought I would have as I'd go up a steep hill or something, you know, you know, and and uh, and I I have to say that there's a little piece of me that uh, uh, kind of likes to think that that yeah I'm pretty average in a lot of things, but I'm. Um, this this activity brings me joy it in a sideline if i put away the money allows me also to contribute back it's also social in some regards um the one day a week that i run with other people but but it is um something that that um a lot of other people just haven't taken advantage of and and it's uh it's it's kind of something i fell into that i really cherish um, do you have a favorite running moment or accomplishment? Well, I think the, um, back when I finished the marathon in 2008, <laughs> that was that was the first one. That was my, I think that was fun. But I can also say that there have been other really cool moments. Um, 
back when uh, my kids were coming along and my son was in high school and he decided he wanted to run because it looked like fun. And then he joined the cross country team and the track team and stuff. Um, especially in the spring, there was a lot of routes in central New York and the um, suburbs of Syracuse um, where the cross country team often ran and, and things that he would know. Um, and on Saturdays, often the two of us would just go out for a long run. And I really cherished that. I think I got closer to him than maybe I did to my girls um, because it was an activity we shared and we just kind of chatted about things and, and, and it, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's really special. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course your son went on to be a cross country coach. So um. and I just, it, I think I have to say the other really special moment was the last time that, so it was 2019 when we went, the last time they had the Victoria races um, uh, over the Canadian Thanksgiving. And, and I watched my granddaughter running and I was like, this is just, it's like something that in some sort of weird way I passed on, which, which I, I and she loves to run, which is, which is, which is so wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then my last kind of wrap up question is, um, do you have any advice to younger women, someone my age around moving your body and participating in sport, you know, as you continue to age, anything you would say? I would say if, um, um, and I say this in the, the standpoint of looking back myself now, um, I think I would um, take a lot more time to really um, uh, not be rushed about things, like maybe do more stretching, more, uh, more um, self-care. Uh, you know, like I would dash out the door and take a quick run before work or something or, um, and, and, and I think that like if, if you get injured, it's really tough, but it, you should find something else that you can focus on until you truly rehab the injury, right? Those are things that, that, you know, I was young and impatient. Um, and, um, and I think another thing that I've noticed, and this isn't just with running, but this is just, um, um, product of aging. I can say honestly now that in the last maybe 10 years that those moments of every day, and they're not always every day, and, and even like maybe friendship and family moments, there's so many more times that I'm in the moment where I'm like, this is just so cool. As opposed to anticipating something in the future or, or not really appreciating the better moments for what they are. I love that. Thank you. Um, that's really good advice. I really enjoyed this conversation with Dawn, especially hearing how she managed to keep herself motivated at different points and through different challenges. I think she spoke really beautifully about how running has become a place for her to work through ideas or anything she has in her mind, and I completely relate to that concept. I will definitely be taking her advice to take the time to listen to my body and can only hope to be running into my 60s. Thanks for listening. If you have someone whose story you think should be told, you can email me at questionsformyava at gmail.com. That's questionsformyavo at gmail.com.